It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Well, let's dive into our fun factor fiction segment to kick things off this week. Angie, ready to play uh, a game? Uh, that let's do it. Really let's creepy, like the the Saw movies. Ready to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Didn't didn't mean it that way. Uh, yeah. All right, here's the first one. Uh, feel free to factor fiction these as we go through. The outside of your home is just as important as the interior when it comes to selling for top dollar. I would actually say fact to that one. Okay. Now, I, I wouldn't go and put as much money into the exterior as what you do the interior. But remember that, you know, at first sight is most important. Curb appeal is very important. And so the home needs to really just pop on the outside just like it does on the inside. So make sure that when a buyer's approaching your home, you know, that curb appeal gives that wow effect. You know, the hedges are trimmed. The mailbox has been painted. You know, there's a pot of uh, flowers at the front steps. You've power washed the home. So, you know, first impression is everything. And you, I mean, I've seen sometimes where people have driven by homes and decided not to go in just because of how dragged down the exterior of the home looks. So put some, you know, attention into, or I guess on the outside of the home to get people in the front door. um, So then they can fall in love with the interior of the home as well. That's a great point. And it's not like you have to make it, um, you know, the Taj Mahal of landscaping outside your home just to make it no. attractive to buyers, but you want to eliminate the things that would turn them off, right? Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Once again, you want them to have that wow, you know, just just that sense of wowness whenever they are pulling up to the home and just, you know, want them to feel like, wow, this could be mm-hmm. my home, right? First impressions are huge in in, uh-huh. in lots of different ways in life, especially when it comes to uh, buying a home. You see that first picture. I mean, Sometimes you make a decision. I think we had a show recently, Angie, didn't we have a stat where people usually make a decision within seven seconds whether they like a home or not? I mean, that's yeah, probably, believe, what, three I pictures? Exactly right. They get three pictures uh-huh. in before they say, eh, I like it or I don't like it. You know? Yep, yep, the, To the, when they're on to the next. So, no, you're exactly right. I mean, they need to have that, like, woo, like, this could be my home, like, catches my eye, and that normally happens pretty pretty quick. Yeah, and those first three pictures are usually what? Like, uh, the outside of your home is usually the first picture, it, and then it normally the kitchen is. maybe is second? What do you guys usually go to? You know, we normally do probably two exterior photos of, like, the front of the home. So, right there, you know, there's two pictures, yep. and then from there we orientate our pictures to be like as someone's walking in so next okay. then would be the entryway and then whether it's the living room the kitchen but we do the flow as if you're walking through but yeah typically the very first you know first or second photo is going to be the exterior of the of the home fantastic so that's an important step right there so that is fact the outside of your home just as important as the interior when you're trying to get top dollar all right next on the list The most important sales factor is location. We've all heard that saying, location, 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 Andy. Fact. (laughs) Definitely fact. And and I just say that because, you know, if a home is not in the location you need it to be, it doesn't matter, you know, how beautiful it is, how, you know, just how it's priced. 
you're not going to buy it, right? So so location is super important when it comes to, you know, selling or buying a home. And also, that's going to really steer pricing as well. Based on the location, the land will get more or less value. And so, you know, location, location, location is everything. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, you, you can't really change, unless you have an RV, you can't really change the physical location of, uh, of your house. So, right, right. It's very important. Uh, or a tiny home, I guess. They're putting those things on wheels and moving them around, right? So the, We the, were actually, we were watching that last night. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. It's been a couple of years since I've looked at any tiny home stuff. Have there been any grand uh, like developments or changes in that industry in the last year or two? Um, I do feel like as we watch it, the tiny homes keep getting larger. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> they, they go from being like true tiny homes to like, mm, this is a mid-sized tiny home. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I think the concept, I mean, it's a neat concept, but I, I think, you know, live in a tiny home for a year and come back to me and say if that still works out right, for you. Right. We were shocked. We were watching one an episode the other day, and it was a family with three kids, okay? And, I mean, they, they went from, like, a 3,500-square-foot home down to this tiny home, and the kids were not small either. I mean, they were all, like, I mean, I would say anywhere from maybe 10 to 16, but three kids and two adults of so five people in a tiny home, um, I, I just... I mean, that just seems like a disaster, but I don't know, to each their own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's got their their own Ooh. thing, I guess. But yeah, I think the yeah. point of having a tiny home is to then not spend much time in the tiny home, right? Like, Right. I mean, you, you need to be outside. Yeah, yeah, the whole point would be you only come back here to sleep, kind of. You know? Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, I just even doing like homework and stuff, you know, yeah. um, I, I think that could be difficult. But yeah. I like, uh, I like. I don't care to test that out. I like space, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I don't see jumping on that bandwagon anytime soon. Uh-uh, Although uh-uh. I like the principle that people are going with of simplifying. Yeah, you know, I'm like, impressed. I for appreciate those, all of it. I'm impressed for those you know who decide to take that route, and um, yeah, I just that's not for me. Yeah, I, I think I would do the RV route before just a stationary tiny home. I, would I agree. To, I, I agree. Would, Test I, it out just a little bit. I would want on a, a week. I, I week would want long some trip. wheels. I need some wheels to keep uh-huh. moving around. Right. Yep. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Uh, so another fact or fiction on today's show: real estate agents are pretty much the same. I would say fiction. <laughs> <laughs> there are. I mean, first of all, there's so many agents out there in our local market. I believe it's around thirteen thousand agents. I mean, that's a lot of people with their real estate license, okay? And they say the average agent sells one to two homes a year. That's not a lot of homes, okay? And so to truly understand the process, to be able to educate your clients, give them guidance, you know, one to two homes a year is not cutting it because you just don't have the experience, you know? I've been doing this personally for over 13 years now. And, you know, our team last year, we helped over 300 clients close on a home. And there's still new things that come up every day. You know, new questions, you know, new situations that, you know, I'm dumbfounded and don't know how to handle. So then I need to go to my resources and ask, you know, for more details or just, you know, suggestions on how would we handle this situation. So you need to be active and in the business, Um, you know, and then just, you know, every agent and every person's different as far as, you know, how serious they take that profession. What are they investing into the real estate career? You know, so make sure that you do your due diligence and you make sure that you are interviewing agents because you could, you know, give some questions to one agent. They, you know, respond to those. But then you share those exact same questions with the next agent and you might be like, wow, that last agent really wasn't probably the best fit for me. So make sure that you do your research and you're finding someone who has 
has the experience, who can really guide you, educate you, and who's also just personality-wise a great fit for you. I don't know why real estate agents kind of get that stigma of, well, they're all the same. They all do the same job. It's just, you know, filling out paperwork. I mean, and it's and, like any other profession. Right. It's like, you yeah. know, uh, not all, all dentists are the same, not all doctors, yeah. not all, I mean, whatever it might be. They're all different. And there are some that are just better than others, right? Right. Right. Some have gotten more schooling. Some have gone yeah. much more in depth into a particular specialty. Some have better bedside manner. You know, the, the differences are vast. It's the same thing in the real estate world, too. Everyone has different levels of experience and expertise and all those yep. different kinds of things. So, And attention to detail is important. Yeah. So many different things. So, yeah, real estate agents, they're not all the same. So make sure you pick a good one. Interview a couple definitely always helps. Just like yes. when you're getting mortgage quotes or anything else, get a couple, you know, yes, put in yes, that yes. little extra effort. It'll be really, really good in the long run. <laughs> I agree. Lesson learned, by the way, in the past on that, you know, I think that it's another another topic for another show, but not shopping around for things definitely can, can hurt you. So anyone that tells you don't shop around for something, I think they're trying to hide. So I like the Angie that you encourage people to interview multiple agents, multiple folks, you know, do your due diligence. You're going to be better for it in the long run. That's for sure. Uh, we're playing Factor Fiction here on the Savvy Realtor with Angie Cole. And another Factor Fiction question for you, Angie. Always choose a high list price to leave negotiation room. Fiction. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, and I have this conversation all the time. You know, you need to make sure that you are pricing a home right. Because if you overprice a home, what happens is you end up chasing the market. Chasing the market means, okay, we're on the market 30 days. It's time to do a price correction. We're now on the market for you know, 45, 60 days. Time to do another price correction. And what ends up happening almost always is you actually net less than if you would have priced the home right from the beginning. Because if you priced the home right based on comparables, what other homes have sold for in your local area then you will drive more traffic, you'll get an offer quicker, which will then get you the highest price point. And typically we see, this is not always, but I would say probably about 95% of the time, the first offer is your best offer, okay? And the longer your home sits on the market, potential buyers just assume something's wrong with it, you know? Instead of just immediately saying, oh, they probably were just overpriced, that's why I didn't sell, you know, they're like, oh, maybe there's something in the pictures we're not seeing, something's hidden, you know, maybe it's an awkward floor plan. Or I've seen where potential buyers say, oh, it's been on the market for so long, I bet those sellers are ready to get rid of that home. And so then they make lowball offers. So Make sure that you do not choose a high list price to leave room to, for negotiation. You actually need to price the home right in order to get the most traffic, get offers super quick, and get the highest price point. That's a great point. And so price it right. You know, that's a pretty good uh pretty good mantra to follow rather than it's kind of like you know don't play games you know just yeah. pr price it right do it the right yep. way no because you'll right hurt yourself you'll be yeah you'll be kicking yourself later yep great point all right factor fiction on this next one angie it's much more expensive to own a home versus renting definitely fiction definitely fiction um there's a lot of studies behind this too actually it would probably be the flip side that it's actually more expensive to rent versus own. Remember, and I'm 
always shocked whenever I have someone get pre-qualified and, you know, they look at what their mortgage payments will be and they are just amazed that, oh my gosh, I can afford that price point of a home and this is where my mortgage, you know, would be in line. And remember, you're also, you're paying down the home. Okay, so anytime you're renting, you're just paying someone else's mortgage. Um, It's their investment. But when you're paying a mortgage, you are paying down that loan, you know, and then also you have tax write offs, too. Um, So there's just a lot of benefits of home ownership. And then, you know, if you buy at the right time, which right now is an amazing time to buy, you know, where homes are still appreciating, you know, you have immediate equity in the home as well. So you buy the home couple months later, your home has already appreciated. So it's an investment as well. So definitely fiction that it is not more expensive to own a home versus renting um, when you're looking at, you know, like properties or spaces. That's a great point. And I think it's, you know, that certainly can be twisted, that question, I think, in lots of different ways. You know, like it was already, I was kind of already cheating you a little bit by going with the much more expensive. You know, if we change that to just more expensive, well, then maybe that's a different take. Or in the short term, is renting a home or owning a home more expensive? Well, probably owning a home in the short term, you know. I agree with you there. Right. But over the long term. In the short term. Yeah, because, you know, if your goal is to own a home for a year to flip it and make money, probably not going to happen unless you just got a great steal. Because remember, when it's time to sell, first of all, if your home hasn't appreciated much, okay, you're not making, you know, much profit. Also, there are, you know, if you're selling with a real estate agent, which, you know, there there are fees that go along with our services, which, you know, our goal is always to drive you the highest price point. But still, if you only are holding on to a home for a very short period of time, you might not make any money off of the home once it's time to sell. So, you know, if it's a very short term uh, living situation, maybe renting is the way to go. So there's nothing wrong with renting, but long term investment, definitely a smart to buy. It is also worth thinking about the quality of what you're spending too. So, you know, if you took it a thousand dollars and what that gets you for rent versus a mortgage, uh, you're probably going to be able to find a lot nicer property on the buy side at that, you know, if that's your, let's say that's your mortgage cost versus uh, the other way around going into the, uh, you know, going into the rental side for $1,000, you'll be able to get a lot more. And, and that really yeah. stays true, Angie, I think, as you go through the price points, you know, a $2,000 mortgage is going to get you a heck of a lot, a lot more than what you'd get from a $2,000 rent. So it's right. almost like comparing apples to oranges in a way, trying to answer that question. It's really going to be a case-by-case basis. So. Yep, yep. I agree with you. Cool. Uh, another fact or fiction question for you. Don't trust agents. They will say and do anything to make a sale. Oh, I would say fiction. That's kind of <laughs> sad that people feel that way. Yeah, um, I felt bad know, putting that one on the list, but uh, I was like, <laughs> it, well, we'll know, throw it out there. <laughs> I, I would say in every industry, there's maybe you know dishonest or not so truthful and trustful people in the industry, right? So that could be the case for some agents that, you know, they look at you and they see dollar signs, right? So they're just pushy to get you to buy or to get you to sell. But majority of us are very ethical (laughs) and, you know, we have morals. And, you know, as far as trustworthy, I mean, I've talked people sometimes out of selling a home because it wasn't smart in the moment for them. You know, they weren't able to, you know, capitalize on, you know, the appreciation that they were hoping. So maybe it wasn't a great time. So, you know, I, I would hope that for the majority of agents that that is fiction, that they are not just doing anything that they can to make a sale off of you. Yeah, that's a good point. And neat to hear. We'll have to hear those stories from you sometime. Maybe in the closing recap one of these days, you can tell sure. us tell us one of those stories. That'd be great to hear kind yep. of when you advise somebody not to buy or yeah. sell a home. That'd yeah. be great. 
Last but not least, final fact or fiction for today, for sale by owner, going that route will save you a lot of money. So, you know, I want to really quickly say, you know, fiction, right? You know, I have seen some instances, though, where someone was in a just super, super hot market where you really didn't even have to put the home on the market without having people, you know, just trying to knock down your door. So in a scenario like that, you know, maybe they did save some money because they didn't pay any commissions. There was no agents involved at all. So overall, they were able to net, you know, more. Um, but for majority of the time, having a real estate in- agent involved is going to net you more money long term because, you know, we are putting that commission that we receive, you know, it's going into marketing a lot of it. And so our goal is to drive the most traffic into your home to then generate potentially even more than one offer to then get you highest price point. So, you know, our goal is to net you top dollar where when it comes to listing a home as a for sale by owner, you're just, there's no way that you're getting that as much exposure as what you would with having an agent working for you. And so a lot of for sale by owners, long-term they end up listing with an agent. They test it out on their own. They have, they do not have success and they end up going the route of listing with an agent. Yeah, I think it's interesting. We've certainly, we've done entire shows before about the for sale by owner conversation and uh, it's interesting like anything in life there's you can try and DIY it but it comes with many pitfalls and twists and turns that you don't expect and it's good to know that when you're trying to make this big purchase or sell sell your home um, for this you know the biggest asset you'll ever own uh, in many ways and shapes and forms so you want to do it right so is DIY the most appropriate thing to do for such a big transaction and that's a question a lot of people have to ask for themselves if somebody has maybe thought about doing for sale by owner and they're leaning the other direction now, Angie, they have questions about that, or if somebody's just looking to sell sometime in the near future, what's a great way for folks to get started on the process of working with your team and getting some beginning information? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, So, you know, I tend to find whenever someone is considering selling their home, the number one question is, well, what could I sell my home for? What is it worth? So we have a really neat tool that we can share with you, and I would love to do so. Um, So you just pull out your smartphone and you can text the word listing to the phone number. 555-888. And from there, we will give you an idea of what your home is worth in today's market. So if you are thinking about selling your home and you want to get an idea of what your home is worth in today's market, text the word listing to the phone number 555 555- 888. But make sure you don't stop there. Our our team, we will respond back to you with a text and included in that text is a link. Make sure you click the link, input your address. We need your address um, in order to give you an idea of what your home is worth. So once again, thinking about selling your home and you want to get an idea of what your home is worth in today's market, just text the word listing to the phone number 555-888. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into The Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.